Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast. I'm your guide, Bernice Bisson. I have been a professional psychic, medium, and astrologer for 30 years and have read for thousands of people all over the world. Many of those readings have been recorded by my clients. In this podcast, I invite clients back to share their recordings. As we flash back, we get to listen in on some of the original predictions and, in their own words, share some heartwarming stories, a few inspiring outcomes, and some unbelievable accuracies. I invite you to join us for a new journey each episode and come experience a little soul medicine for yourself. Something in the air, something in the air. And in this episode, we hear from Tara. I originally read her in the summer of 2020, and she was in the throes of healing at that time. We covered a lot in that first session, her work, her son's journey into parenthood, her daughter's move and wedding, a new tattoo, and her gift of writing. However, it was her journey with her health and healing that is the real story, Tara is a lovely woman with striking eyes and a warm, inviting smile. She has a way of making you feel at ease upon meeting her. She has a knack for conversation and loves a good story and has a hearty laugh. Tara has a courageous story to tell of her own experience with liver disease and organ transplant. And we get to hear about this amazing story. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. Right after this. Welcome to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast with your guide, Bernice Besson. Welcome back. And here I've got Tara, and Tara has seen me before, and we had a reading in 2020 that was pretty profound. There was all kinds of stuff that came up, and I've got Tara here today to share with us some of those things that had come up in that reading. Welcome, Tara. Thank you, Bernice, and thanks for the opportunity. Oh, my absolute pleasure. How did you wind up with me? I actually listened to you on 99.1 Peggy. Um, uh-huh. So 
I kind of just started listening to you Friday mornings and it's, you know, based on what I was hearing, I'm like, she obviously is very clear on what she's telling people and it is true. So I was going through some changes in my life, a major one at the time. And, um, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to book a reading and see how it goes. And a lot of stuff uh, came to fruition. Well, you roll the dice, and here we are. <laughs> you threw the dice, and here we are. I love it. Well, thank you for picking me as your psychic, and that takes trust. I mean, when I do radio, it's very much what I call two minutes in heaven. Everybody gets basically two minutes, and it's just everything I can spew out in two minutes. Now, let's go back to some of the things that came up. So one of the very first pieces that uh, you sort of noted was the stuff around your son. Let's talk about your son. Okay. And he was working with the government. And so we made some predictions. Let's talk about those. Yes. So at the time, my son actually kind of was starting with the government, but was kind of still doing like just finished business school with a, a local college. He just didn't feel that that was kind of the route he wanted to go. And it turned out as of about a year and a half ago, he ended up with a job with the government delivering medical equipment. And he's been there ever since. In addition to that, you had predicted that there would be a baby and other children around me. And that, you know, he was going to be the first to give me grandchildren. Can I ask you, do you have other people's children? No. Um, Two of your own? Yes. Okay. I still need to talk about other people's kids. Okay. Not just your two. Other people's. Could be niece, nephews. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I, I do, yeah. I mean, I have exactly, but, you know, yeah. And so your two kids are here in Winnipeg? Yes. Okay. And they're with you? Like, or around you? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because you'd have to be seen. Now, does one of them have a grandchild? Do you have a grandchild yet? Not yet, but... Then it's coming. Okay. It's a rough time frame. (laughs) There's one coming. There's a new branch coming. We'll take a look at who and what. Um... Now, the reason I ask about other kids is you've got two different age groups of children showing up in here. Okay. Yours are young adultish, mm-hmm. and then little kids. I don't know who the little kids I'm, are. Okay. Yeah. They're around you some way. Okay. This boy of yours and his girlfriend, he's going to give be the first to give you children. And that's coming within this three-year period because it shows up in your cards. I had seen you July 30th. Yeah. In August, I found out they were pregnant. With the first baby. However, um, they did lose that baby really quickly, but they got pregnant really quickly again. And with that came not only my beautiful granddaughter, Aria, also a, a wonderful and just gorgeous little stepdaughter, Jacqueline. So there were, as you said, going to be other children around me. And at the time, I was like, no way, because they've only been dating for this long. Oh, <laughs> isn't that funny how that turns out, eh? Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and he ended up, you know, purchasing a home. And, and you had mentioned he was going to maybe move west. He did move west, not as far as the mountains yet. But uh, he did move west of where we were living. It's your son. He has a job with the federal government coming or the like. Like, federal or crown or justice. Like, Wow. And he's going to go west with that. Okay. He's doing great. That definitely was 100% accurate. 
Well, crazy. And so he's happy in his little house. He has two beautiful little kids around him. Absolutely. And he has his great job that he's just plugging away. Yes. I love it. Oh, that is so good. Super hard worker. The kid works three jobs and raises a family. So kudos to him. If you would have asked me five years ago if I seen him going that route, it would have been a big no. <laughs> he kind of was more the video gaming, yeah, you know, yeah. take my time doing things, as you had also mentioned in, yeah. in the reading, was he kind of does things at his own pace. He wants to work on his own. And, and at that time, he was at that pace where he was kind of, you know, slacking as a young yeah, 19 year oldish 20 ish you know it was all about the late nights playing the video games and all that stuff and lo and behold he took on being a parent really quickly and yeah. embraced it and he's an amazing dad and a hard worker and couldn't say anything well it sounds else. like you did a good job there too <laughs> something to contribute to that and you know it's funny because when we were younger because we're in the same age group, I would imagine. We wanted jobs and licenses right away. Like 16 years old, I wanted a car, a license, and a job like right right away. Whereas my kids are the kind of the same age as your kids right now. And uh, yeah, my oldest one, yes. My younger two, no license. Like I think kids are leaving the nest a little later than we did when we were young. So it's kind of a different... Grandchildren are just love. Oh, yeah. I just, if I know I'm seeing them, it's like, that just makes my whole day. There's not a smile doesn't leave my face. And I'm like, all right, I get to see my babies. So much love. (laughs) Oh, and that's so nice. And it's funny because... We sometimes think, oh, it'll be our daughters. We'll right. be like, no, no, yeah. look, it's those sons. And yeah. it turns out he's a great dad. Yes. Aww. And I mean, you couldn't ask for more. I'm so grateful he turned out the way he did. So, oh, so beautiful. That's great. Now, uh, you also have a daughter. I do, yes. And we did talk about the daughter and Alana. Yes. New. And something about her getting a new job. Did this kid just start a new job? Um, no, she's been at her job for a while. Then she has a new job coming. Awesome. And between this August and next August, she'll be interviewing. There's a new job coming. Does she not live at home? She oh, be- she lives with me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She'll be thinking about moving out. She is. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. She's yeah. doing it, girl. Does she have a boyfriend? Yeah. I like him. Yeah. He's here. Been there eight they years. Got plans. <laughs> they got plans. She's going to have new work. They're working on maybe buying a house, moving out. They're not ready to, they don't necessarily have the money yet for the house, but that's coming together. She started a new job and she's now being promoted for a second time. She had initially been like a customer service manager at a a local big box store. Yeah. And from there, she moved up to another position managing even more people. And from that point, now she's been offered another job as a assistant uh, store manager. That's kind of in the works still, but uh, within the next you know month or two, uh, that's their plans for her. So she has uh, really become from what she was going to be. Uh, she originally wanted wanted to be a doctor, and then went into psychology, sort yeah. of, and then. We had a brief period there where she had to take care of me. Yeah. Um, and we can talk about that after. Um, so she kind of didn't go back to school right away, but then she ended up going back to university. 
However, she never actually finished yet. So, yeah. of course, I've been trying to convince her. But with yeah. all this other stuff she has going on, she's going to have an excellent job either way. So. Promo- yeah, promotions make it hard to go back to school when you're getting exactly. promoted off the line, right? Yeah. I think she's going to probably pursue the managerial stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to be very good for her. And, you know, even the psychology part, just dealing with different customers hey. and different people, 100%. you're still dealing with that in some manner. And it takes a strong person to be able to do a job like that when you never know what that customer is going to do or a staff member or you're still dealing with psychological items. Human resources, right to customer service and all of that that goes in there. And I know that in school they do offer managerial, the psychologic organizational behaviors, those kinds of things. So I think she's going to be a great leader. Yes. And I because she understands people so she can lead with vision within a corporate structure, you know? Right. And so, great. And she has other plans, she I sure, understand. She sure does. A lot has happened um, since this reading that, I mean, all in the time frame that you had said, she got engaged uh, June last year. Of course, wedding plans are coming up. Social plans, wedding plans, now that we are hopefully almost going to be done with COVID, should be... Clear sailing for everything. Super excited about it. And then uh, her and her fiancé went to get approved for a mortgage. Uh, they were approved. And now they are house hunting. I and love it. They are also moving a little bit west. Not as far, but yeah. uh, staying within the city, but more of the west part of the city where I'm in the east. Actually, we went yesterday and, and took a look at a condo, and I have a, a strong feeling they will be putting an offer in on it tomorrow. Ooh, that's pretty exciting <laughs> so, stuff. Yeah, so everything, that's... again, 100% accurate. What we talked about. Right. You clearly have some guides that really wanted you to know a few things. Yeah. That's amazing, and I'm really happy your kids are really moving forward with their plans. I'm going to go to something a little more personal for you, though. We had talked about your well-being mm-hmm. and also about writing a book about telling your story. Yes. And we'll get to that because I want to hear a little bit about your story first. Okay. So um, I am a post-organ transplant patient. I had uh, gotten sick really quickly within like a year and a half time frame. I didn't realize I was sick. I had gone on a trip to Mexico with a, a friend and her and I got there, and I just wasn't feeling well. Seeing a doctor, it turned out I had bronchitis at the time. I got amoxicillin out there, and uh, so needless to say, it was kind of a little more low-key <laughs> vacation for me. However, her son came out a few days later and wanted to go snorkeling in a cave. And me being me, of course, I'm like, yeah, I don't care how I feel, we're doing this. Or, yeah, like, yeah. I want to see this, right? So we planned a a trip to do the snorkeling in the cave and to swim with the stingrays and the sea turtles. Did that. It was a blast. However, I had cut my knee in the cave on some coral. Didn't think anything of it at the time. Got home and I was just sick on and off with colds and bronchitis and pneumonia. And it was really affecting my performance at my job. And I think at the time, I also was going through a separation and a divorce And I think uh, my work had chalked it up to like, well, you're not performing adequately, not realizing how I was really feeling. 
It turned out I got home and was seeing my regular family doctor, kept getting the antibiotics, like I said, but she was never testing my liver. So it was July yearly. I always go to the beach on Canada Day. I am totally a beach girl. My neighbor and I do it every year. It's tradition. And we had gone to Birds Hill. And I couldn't even walk like 10 feet without having to sit down and gasp for breath and have some water. And and she was like, you're not driving home. I'm like, okay. I said, yeah, I'm not really feeling good. And so the next night, my daughter had come home. She was at a out-of-town wedding. She came home, and I got home from work, and I was laying there. I got home. I couldn't even. took me 15 minutes to walk from my car to my door. I got in. I literally laid down on the couch, and I was out like a light. And all of a sudden, I woke up, and my best friend, Tamara, was there. And she's standing over me, and she said, you know, like, I said, what are you doing here? And she's like, well, I just came to check on you. I said, why are you checking on me? I'm fine. I just got a flu or something. And then the doorbell rang, and it was my neighbor. And then the doorbell rang again, and it was my future son-in-law. Uh, they gave me an ultimatum. It was your... <laughs> you got a love family who show up and give you ultimatums. <laughs> so it was you go to the hospital with us tonight, or you go in an ambulance. And this was July 2nd. Needless to say, I finally decided to go to Selkirk Hospital because it was the least wait time. I got there and about four or five hours later, two doctors stood at the end of my bed and said, I just want to let you know you're in stage four liver failure. And um, very hard news because I've never had any addictions or Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. of the sort. So they ran all kinds of tests thinking it could have been, you know, hepatitis. It could have been hematomacrosis. It could have been like so many things. It ended up being Nash disease, so non-alcoholic fatty liver syndrome. That summer, I was back and forth from here to Toronto. Two calls came in where I possibly could have had a donor, but it wasn't working out. Finally, August 30th, I got a final call at 1045 at night. I didn't hear the phone. The doctors called my daughter's line and said, we've got a liver. We need to talk to her right away. I actually had a bag packed knowing it could have happened at any time, right? So they booked a private flight out to Toronto and it ended up, I met the most lovely couple because typically you don't share a plane for things like that. Yeah. We ended up sharing a plane, my daughter and I, with uh, two people from up Dauphin Way. Yeah. And the gentleman also needed a liver transplant. So very quickly, we all became really good friends, checked on each other in the hospital and things like that. And then I was always curious, you know, who's my donor? Like, there had been a bad accident that night in Ontario and when you were reading me you kept pulling towards Ontario Ontario like did you get it from a lady I heard it was a yeah a lady that's young okay this lady because she doesn't look old in my head and she's gone her soul's gone and if she gave her organs in her death know that she watches over you She shows up as orbs a lot, as light, fireflies, orbs, light, electricity. And that, you know, Ontario keeps coming up, so I don't know why. Okay, then you might know Ontario's important and she's your protect. She's the moon. Like, 
You know how they have the sayings of the sun and the moon? Like celestial? That's what she shows me. Right before my surgery, I was waiting and waiting and I'm like, I'm just going to check the news. And I had checked the news and there was unfortunately a terrible accident, a very tragic accident involving someone who it shouldn't have happened to that person. Mm -hmm. So I always have had speculation on if it is that person. And with the reading, you had mentioned, you know, you see like celestial stuff around her yeah, or him. And we chatted about it, and I, I can't go into detail because yeah. I'm hoping one day I really want to meet the mm -hmm. family. Regardless of who it is, I really want to meet the family um, to thank them because I wouldn't be here today. The doctors had given me six months to live if I didn't get a liver. So it was tough. I had a, an amazing group of people around me who were there for me and my kids 100%. With the outcome of that, a couple of years later, I'm here and I'm pretty healthy. <laughs> um, lots of meds, but I'm not going to complain about that. And uh, I had out of it been given the opportunity first to speak at an event that June. However, because of COVID, it didn't work out. So mm -hmm. June 2020, I was supposed to speak at an event on behalf of Manitoba Transplant slash Gift of Life. That never happened, unfortunately. However, I did start writing what I was going to speak about. And from there, I kind of, you know, I've always taken part in Green Shirt Day since everything happened. Mm -hmm. And I encourage people, you know, sign, sign up for life. You can't. Yeah. What are you oh, going to do with your organ, organs when yeah. you're gone? Organ donorship, yeah. And, you, you know, I think of the person that saved my life. They saved seven other people's lives that day. So it's wow. such an unselfish gift, but I ended up getting an email from uh, the lady who looks after things out here for Transplant Manitoba, and she had asked me if she could write my story for World Liver Day this year, which was April 19th. Of course, I agreed, shared it very openly. So again, part of that came out of it. Yeah. And the third part out of it, which was really unique, is I do sales over the phone. So I get I have a work from home job. You you had said that too. Like yeah. you will be working at home. You'll be working with another lady. Like things like that. But I had a customer who we started speaking, and she was a, a stage five or five time cancer survivor. Sorry, we started speaking very openly about both of our health and you know what we had been through. And she said, Tara, I really want you to start thinking about like writing I know people that I can get you in touch with for things like Reader's Digest and things like yeah. that it's gonna sound weird but you're gonna write a book not please don't think I'm weird but you're gonna write a book and I don't know if it's just I don't think it's a textbook um it could be no you're gonna write a book and I feel like you're writing down all your thoughts or you'll be writing down all your experiences you'll see You'll be writing a, writing a book. So just recently, I heard from this lovely lady out east, and she is going to get me set up with everyone regarding the um, starting to write things. So Wow. So that again. And you know, a story that so needs to be told, organ donorship is so important. On a side note, I remember sitting with 
a good friend of mine whose brother had just died and he was on life support systems and he had been in an accident. And I remember sitting like a fly on the wall as I sat and watched her, her mother and her auntie sobbing, filling out forms to donate all of his organs, which they did Mm -hmm. and saved many people's lives. But I remember seeing the look on the mother's face of having that option Yes. around her son so that her son could live on. It was just absolutely moving. Yeah. And wow. I know, you know, in the past, there just wasn't a, a lot of awareness regarding it. And a lot of people with religions and things like that were like, well, you're not going to take pieces of my body. Where when you are put in that position, it's not taking pieces of your body. Your spirit is gone. Your, yeah. your soul is gone. Yeah. Like you're going to live on a different way. And, you know, and back to who I think my donor was, it just shocked me because we did speak about and I started crying right away because I had gotten, as I mentioned, the phone call that there was a liver for me at 1045 and this accident had happened an hour before in Ontario. So it kind of I immediately got the phone call and then so when I read the when I was reading the news and I had read about this I'm like is it possible you know and you've got you're emotional because you know you're going to go into surgery speaking with my great friend Robin my daughter had stayed with her the whole time in Toronto her and her husband which was totally so appreciated and we were going back and forth and and then other friends were going back and forth and they were like, well, do you think this is possible? Do you think it's possible it's that person? And and I'm like, well, the timing is 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So. I always feel like if you put it out to the universe, spirit will make it so. Yes. I have another episode with a nurse, in fact. And yes. she was an emergency room nurse. Okay. And 13 years ago when I first read her, One of the very first things I talked about was that she would run into one of her patients, sister who, so the patient who died in the car accident, she's going to run into her sister and that when she runs into her sister, she's supposed to tell her something. Well, she's like, it's impossible. I'm never going to run into her sister. Like, you know how many patients I see? I don't think so. Well, lo and behold, the next summer at Folk Fest, guess who she runs into? Turns out the people camping beside her. Right. Spirit has a way Mm -hmm. of putting that. So put that out there. Yeah. Put that out there. And I just feel like it might be the right timing for the family to recognize that. Oh, my gosh. So many lives were saved. You know, I had written a letter of thanks to them and and I gave all my information. So hopefully Mm -hmm. someday, you know, when they're ready to somebody contacts me I'm really really hoping that because I just think it would be so amazing to just give thanks well Um, especially when your book comes out yes and they read your book and then they go wait a minute yeah that's the same time that our family member passed yeah and there they are right yeah it would be nice to start to get that book out to gift of life as something they could raise money for or something like that so and so from that you're working from home you said yes and you're also doing another little side hustle of some sort you were talking about with your neighbor tell me a bit about that when I first re-entered the workforce you had mentioned 
that you see me going into like cosmetics and beauty and, and things like that. And that I would be working with this one lady and we would feed off of each other. I feel like mm, you're going to start to formulate because you want to do something where you have your freedom or you can work from home or you can work independently. You'll have a woman who want to work with you. The two of you could be domestic goddesses who come up with, but you'll see, it's coming together and you'll go back to work. You'll be well enough to. And not long after I had seen you, she said to me, listen, we're looking for somebody part-time at Cosmoprof. So it's selling to hairdressers and estheticians. Oh, and it, so I ended up working with my neighbor for a short period of time. We're great friends. She yeah. is like, she is my, always has my back. Yeah. There is no question. I would ever question Deborah's like truth and in integrity yeah. to me. She's just one of those lovely ladies. You know, we were together all the time. So the Cosmoprof didn't work out because getting right back, it was tough for me. Like I'd go into stages where medications needed to be adjusted or what have you. So working part time and just getting my foot back. Yeah. into the workforce at that time slightly was exactly accurate again what, what i ended up needed. working with hair dyes and shampoos and yeah, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you needed and now you're you're working from home back at your job yes yeah. i'm uh, i actually accepted a new position oh. um, last september and yeah. so yeah so i'm working from home uh, i get to have all my little fur babies with me all the time oh, which the is lovely <laughs> days are gone of commuting nobody wants to commute all anymore. right but yes i love yeah that is i'm happy you can work from home and have your fur babies yes and i think there's lots of happy fur babies out there now who didn't see their moms and dads before <laughs> i think it's gonna be tough for some of them when yeah. mom and dad do yeah, go back i can imagine um, cosmo just goes great like my cat in himself like he's like where'd you go why'd you leave How yeah. you go? Yeah. <laughs> get questioned when i come home funny let's just go back to you mentioned your health yes and while being in uh, you're getting into shape again. I think that came into your reading about and yes. girl. You're gonna run half marathons. Oh, you can think I'm crazy, but you see, you're gonna run and you ain't running from a bear. Um, that's at least five K. Oh wow. I know. You're getting I know, you're getting more strong. You have a physical trainer, an athletic therapist, or a physical therapist coming, you're gonna start getting in good shape and you seem to be able to run. I think you had mentioned the notes that you're walking like 11 to 13 kilometers. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, it started slowly. A friend of mine and I go walking all the time. And uh, and we have the same group of friends. So it's like, hey, what are you doing? You want to go for a walk? Sure, sure. And, you know, we, we go back and forth. So it was like at first we'd do a couple kilometers, like laps around bays and things like yeah, that. Yeah. And then we started doing the... Transcona Trail. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. some days we'd walk from point A and yeah. we would walk all the way to the east perimeter and back. Wow. Or do the straight run all the way up past Costco and back. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so done that, which is, I mean, it took a little bit of time, but, you know, getting there this winter has kind of been a downer for actually being able to get out and do that a lot. So it's yes. time to get my butt back in gear. But uh. <laughs> as, just, as a note, we're sitting here April 25th recording, 
And it was blizzarding earlier, just a little tear from my eye when I said that. <laughs> yes, yes, we're hoping for sunshine, which would take me back to the swimming I've taken yeah. up. Um, so I really just am self-teaching myself swimming. My neighbor Deborah has a lovely pool. So uh, we take advantage of any time we can. It's yeah. like, want to come for a swim? Sure. And uh, so I had never jumped off of a diving board. I had never really gone down a water slide. Wow. I'd go into the shallow end, but I wouldn't go into the deep end. And now it's like, no problem. I got yeah. this. And uh, last year at Birds Hill, I actually swam from like the shore right to the buoys and back. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that was something I was always like, I am not going in lake water, you yeah. know. And then it's great because I also took up some horseback riding, which I do leisurely. And that's at Birds Hill Park. And that's so, good for the soul, it too. Is. It oh. is good. for Birds Hill is such a great park. I it's mean, beautiful, yeah. Just with the horses and the little the, the little beach and the hiking trails. Yeah. And you don't feel like you're going to be chased down by a grizzly, which is no. great. <laughs> <laughs> My kind of camping. Yeah, so, so it's nice. I get, you know, I go, I get to go. Uh, there's one horse I ride all the time, Slick. Oh, um, it, you know, it makes me forget about that that I you know I forgot about you could just go to the ranch there and, yeah. and rent horses for an hour or go on a trail or and it's uh, super cool because you can even just get a group of friends so yeah. that you don't have to go with strangers and right. you know you want as long as you've got three other people you get to just well like, I'm gonna have to keep that in mind some yeah. horseback riding I love it you're feeling back in shape you're feeling pretty good feeling you got much your better. work yeah. I love it I love that that so much of that has come full circle for you you know in a big yeah. way one other piece that kind of came up now in the reading, we talked about a tattoo. We did. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us about that tattoo. Tell us about all about your tattoo. Well, so I had one tattoo on my arm. I had another tattoo on, on my other arm that were older. Right. I have my kid's name on one arm and a matching tattoo with my neighbor on the other that says, live the life that you have imagined. And right before I seen you, I think it was just a couple of days before I seen you, I had gone for a new tattoo and you had asked me you said did you just get a brand new tattoo did you get a new tattoo yes i did right there <laughs> yay oh your family went perfect yeah. Aww. are you gonna put some birds in that tree you're not done that tattoo yet <laughs> no i'm not that was my purpose of it was to be able to expand it yeah you're not done that yet Right away, I was like, there's no way you would know this because it's totally covered. It's on, yeah. on my right side, and it's a, a tree of life or a family tree. I have the tree of life tattooed on my side with the word family underneath, and you knew right away because you asked me, are you going to be adding some birds to that tree? You are correct. I'm adding birds. Um, I'm currently working on looking to get a tattoo. My baba always loved hummingbirds. Oh. And she's gone. I miss her and my Gigi dearly. And I actually brought my Gigi's watch and wore, wore my grandma's ring Aww. because it gives me an attachment. Yeah. And every time I see you, I'm like, yeah, I just like them with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. And I even hear though you. I know they're with me all the time. But uh, yeah, so I am, my daughter had an amazing idea about six months ago. I've always wanted the hummingbird, so I just got to find the right design that's yeah. for me. And then I want to do a saying underneath in my Baba's writing because I have some of her old recipes. Oh, 
I love and I it. want her writing on it. Yeah. So I am adding a bird anyways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In honor of her. I love it. Add birds to the tree. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. And that way you can always kind of carry them with you. And I don't think our grandmas realized what impact they had on us. Yeah. Exactly. You know, in their lifetimes, what impacts they have on us. Because I love, like my grandma to this day, my grandma really introduced me to numerology and really introduced me to so many things that I just, I just love her. And then I think of myself now as a grandma, now you're as yes. a grandma. Yeah. And now you know how much you love that grandchild. Yes. And that know it's that. Different. Oh, it's, you know, I explained to my granddaughter once that the reason why I love her so much is because I love her dad, who's my baby, but because you're his baby, you're like my super baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I love you so much. But then realize you are protected by your grandmother's prayers because you hold those that little one in your, yeah. your heart every single night. Absolutely. And know that your grandma, your baba, thought the same of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was amazing, I must say. she's She was more like a mother. Um, I'm, my mom and dad split when I was really early. Early on in my life, I mean, um, it was always like, if I got the chance, yeah, I'm going to the farm to sit yeah. with Bob and Gigi for the weekend. Oh, I'm yeah. going for, you know, a yeah. week or something till, or till I come back into town. And, and my mom had taught me so much. And my Gigi taught me so much. And, you know, and I always say, like, I'm glad because the rest of my cousins and things like and my siblings didn't take that interest and yeah. you know and my Gigi was a big gardener and my Baba loved her flowers yeah. and I that's like me you know and she taught me how to cook as I mentioned yeah. I still have some of her recipes yeah. you know just knowing that I have I know I was loved by them um yeah it, like you said it, it doubles it triples when you have yeah. a grandbaby like and now you have a good taste of that now you understand how much she loved you yes because you don't even understand it until you have that grandchild and then you're like oh. yeah my little aria there she's going to be a year old already next month she was a victoria day baby so and she's going to have so many great stories about her grandma yes i hope so <laughs> I'm one of those grandmas. <laughs> well, it was important you got that liver, and it was important that you're yeah. there for all of those great stories because she's going to know a great lady. When she's in her 20s, you're going to be talking all about all the things that you've taught her. Oh, thank you, Bernice. That's very kind. Because she knows you love her, and I just feel like if only people could feel that grandmotherly or grandfatherly love in its actual, we don't even, we didn't even realize, you know, how much. Well, I told the nurses and doctors when I was ill, I said, there's no way I'm leaving this world without having a grandbabies yeah. or seeing my daughter get married because that those were two super important things. And sure enough, look, here right. we are. Here we are. <laughs> we got beautiful things happening. We do. Well, thank you. And once you got that book out, I'm definitely going to have you back because we're going to talk about that. <laughs> I, think that's I would love to. Well, thank you to Tara for sharing her amazing experience with us. And thank you for listening to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and found nuggets of wisdom and magic, please leave us some stars in a review or share with someone you think would enjoy it. If you're a previous client and would like to share your story on the show, please contact us through our website. Until next time, stay safe, stay well. And please remember to sign your organ donor cards. It does save lives. So many years has gone by 
But I think about you, about you all the time. Thanks for joining us. For social media links and to book an appointment with Bernice, visit BerniceBissonPsychic.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Remember, spirit has your greatest good at heart, your soul is light, and you are valued. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at ivisonvoice.com slash podcast.